Welcome to Healthcare Beat, a healthcare podcast brought to you by Seifarth Shaw's cross-disciplinary healthcare team. Each beat will focus on key industry trends and the latest developments while identifying practical takeaways for those in this space. I'm Adam Lawton, partner in Seifarth's corporate department and host of Healthcare Beat. Let's jump in. On today's episode, we'll be talking about cannabis, medical marijuana, and the status of those things in various states and under federal law. We're joined by a partner in our D.C. office, Stan Jutkowitz. Stan is the founder and head of Seifarth's cannabis practice and also the editor of The Blunt Truth, which is one of our Seifarth blogs. Stan, welcome to the Healthcare Beat. Thanks very much, Adam. Stan, we haven't had an episode on cannabis or medical marijuana in the past, so maybe I thought where we would start is if you could kind of give us a big picture overview of where the law stands in early 2022 regarding medical and recreational marijuana. Sure, happy to do so. The law is remains a patchwork of different states' laws and federal law and remains very confusing. Right now, under federal law, the possession, sale, use, manufacture of marijuana in any form is still illegal. Having said that, it has been legalized for medical use in, as of today, 39 states plus the District of Columbia, and it's been legalized for recreational use or adult use in 19 of those states plus the District of Columbia. And each state is enacted its own laws with 39 variations. And even though 39 states have enacted cannabis laws, it remains illegal to transport cannabis across state lines, even from one legal state to another legal state, because that involves federal interstate commerce. So one really has to understand the state's laws to understand how to navigate the cannabis industry and cannabis business. And when you get to the states that allow medical cannabis, medical marijuana, even though there are 39 variations on the theme, there are some common threads. The common threads include medical marijuana is authorized for state use or for medical use only for conditions that are specifically described by state statute. And again, the list tends to vary from state to state, but typically includes Alzheimer's, ALS, HIV, AIDS, Crohn's disease, epilepsy, glaucoma, multiple sclerosis, severe nausea caused by cancer, and most importantly, severe and chronic pain. I say most importantly, severe and chronic pain because It's the severe and chronic pain condition that effectively makes medical marijuana a a viable economic business. Medical marijuana statutes also specify the types of consumption that are allowed, and these include pills, tinctures, powders, oils, and generally prohibit smoking. Adult use marijuana laws basically allow for any type of consumption and any type of use. And in order to gain access to medical marijuana in those states which have only medical marijuana statutes, an individual must go to a doctor and obtain authorization and register under state law to consume medical marijuana. And at that point, 
he or she is given what's typically called a, a medical card, which enables them to gain access to dispensaries to purchase uh, medical marijuana. In brief form, that's how the laws stand right now. Going back to what you were just saying about the physicians, is any physician able to prescribe medical marijuana or do the physicians themselves have to have some kind of special registration? That's a great question. First of all, states require that doctors have a certification to recommend medical marijuana. So not any physician can recommend medical marijuana. One uh, a physician has to go through typically a state course and be certified by that state to authorize medical marijuana and recommend medical marijuana. Now, I've said recommend rather than prescribe because marijuana cannot be prescribed in the same way that any other controlled substance can be prescribed because it's illegal at the federal level. There are no prescriptions, as that term is commonly known in the pharmacy and medical communities. Rather, the doctor who is authorized to recommend marijuana writes a recommendation rather than a prescription. Got it. So, you know, let's assume that a physician gets this special certification. They, you know, fulfill all the requirements, go through the education or whatever. Can they market themselves on a website or, you know, in whatever advertisement strategy they're using as being someone who is capable of recommending medical marijuana? Yeah, that's a question of, of state law, but generally speaking, a physician is allowed to advertise or publicize in any fashion permitted by state law that he or she is authorized to recommend medical marijuana. And that's important because, frankly, at this point, a relatively small percentage of physicians are certified in most of the states that allow medical marijuana. So I guess my next question now, turning from the physicians to now other healthcare providers, more maybe the facility setting, if an individual has sort of valid authorization to use medical marijuana, they get it, they use it at home or, or elsewhere, then what happens if they are, you know, let's say admitted to a hospital or they go into a nursing home, are they still able to get the medical marijuana because now they're in more of a controlled facility environment? Great question. And let's distinguish between a hospital setting and, and a nursing home setting. And let, let me first focus on hospital settings. Hospitals are generally reluctant to allow and recommend medical marijuana to patients. There are very few that do so. And that's because there is a risk for hospitals allowing medical marijuana. And the risks include a possible loss of certification and a loss of federal funding for any uh, programs that are funded by the government uh, for that hospital. Also, a hospital has to manage drug interactions, and since it's uh, no one in the in the in the facility is actually recommending or permitting a a patient to consume medical marijuana. If a patient does consume medical marijuana, there could be issues with purity of the product, drug interaction, all of which for what I'll call regular non-controlled substance prescriptions can be monitored and controlled by the hospital. So the hospital has a big risk in doing so. Now, having said that, some states, really a very few, California, Connecticut, and Maine, have 
state laws permitting medical marijuana in hospitals. But again, that doesn't impact the fact that the federal government still has not legalized medical marijuana. Now, turning to nursing homes, nursing homes are, are a different issue. Again, they, they run a risk of, of decertification, run a risk of loss of federal funding if they have that. But generally speaking, I think the rules in nursing homes are a little bit more flexible when it comes to medical marijuana use. I don't know that the facility itself is handing out medical marijuana, but you know, I, I think they're a bit more tolerant about its use. Thanks, Dan. And just in wrapping up, maybe tell us, you know, currently 2022, what are the two or three biggest challenges that folks in the medical or recreational marijuana arena face? Sure. It's a great question. One of the biggest challenges continues to be access to the banking system, whether it's a a medical marijuana business or a recreational or a combination Banking a marijuana business is still very difficult. Many still are conducted in cash. You have a number of multi-state operators, they're called MSOs, that do have access to the banking system, as do some others in the cannabis industry. But generally speaking, it can be a challenge to navigate through the banking system. And then for medical marijuana, you know, the, the whole issue relating to hospital use remains at the forefront. There are various groups advocating that hospitals adopt cannabis use policies and hospitals are fairly reluctant to do so in light of the fact that the federal government continues to maintain its stance on on the illegality of cannabis. And I think generally the biggest challenge to the industry is the uncertainty of what the federal government is going to do. I think the federal government, you know, there have been many attempts in Congress to introduce bills either to legalize cannabis or to at least allow banking while not legalizing cannabis. And all of these efforts of late tend to make it through the House of Representatives, but get stalled in the Senate. And there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding whether that will pass. I personally don't think anything is going to pass in the next year or two. And I advise my clients to conduct themselves as if cannabis will remain federally illegal for the next couple of years. But access to capital, banking system, and uncertainty of federal law are are the biggest challenges in the industry right now. I'd like to thank Stan for joining us today. We appreciate him sharing his insight and expertise with us. If listeners want to find more from Stan, more about Seifarth's cannabis practice, they can check out the Blunt Truth blog and we'll include a link to that blog in our show notes today. Thank you for joining us today for another edition of Seifarth's Healthcare Beat podcast, bringing you the latest developments and pressing issues in healthcare. So you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to visit Seifarth.com where you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or SoundCloud. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star rating and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. We look forward to having you with us again soon.